Fake friendships, sorry. Toxic, toxic friendships. Male friendships in general. Yeah, just friendships in general. Into. I don't really know what that is. So you're gonna, I'm gonna listen, yeah. You're gonna teach me about what that means. Yeah, for sure. For so. sure. For sure. Is that we be a good swan? Is that? Come on, is that? Let's get cooking, bro. Let's get cooking. Yeah. You ready to cook? I'm ready to cook, man. Microphones all good. Microphones are all good. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Okay. Inside. And the camera's all recording and that. Good. Hello, hello, people. What's up, guys? <laughs> it's the Visions Podcast. We're back again yes, with is. another episode. Yeah. So glad to be with you guys, and we're so glad to be back again. That's right. Um, yeah, man. Super, super, super excited for the topic we've got today. Um, as you guys will know from the um, title, we're going to be speaking about friendships, fake friendships. Yes, um, all types of friendships. All types of friendships <laughs> and. We're going to speak about our experiences. Yeah. And please feel free, you guys, to let us know of your experiences or your current situations. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's going to be a real fun one. We're going to delve into a lot of different stuff and we're going to be able to, by the grace of God, be able to edify the body of Christ, but also be able to um, give you guys a bit of an insight into what we've experienced, how we felt, how it affected us, what we think, what the Bible says, all kinds of stuff. It's going to be cool. So we're going to jump straight in. Yes, sir. So. Friendship, sir. So, right. Nice. My bad, man. I need to intro, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm JT. I'm one half of the Visions Podcast. This is my brother. What's up? What's up? What's up? We're here, Gotta do it right, guys. <laughs> Gotta do it right. Come on, oh, come on. Yeah, Soski. Um, so yeah, we're gonna jump. We're basically gonna jump straight in. Yes, sir. Friendships. <sighs> Where to start, my guy? Where to start? Um, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go way back. All the way back. Oh, let's tell the story right. Let's let's tell it right. Let's tell it right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. For me, yeah. I was born in the UK, but raised in the United States for the first like eight, nine years of my life. I moved here when I was about nine, eight, nine years old. Um, when I was young back then in terms of friendships, I had, I played football, not American football, but actual football. Yeah. Um, and I was involved in that. And I think that's where most of my friendships throughout my entire life have always come from, yeah. through my love for sport. And yeah. some of you will be able to relate with that. Um, it's kind of quite funny because that's how me and JT actually came to know each other. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We're, we're building up, guys. We're building up. Um, so that's how it started initially for me. Um, we're playing on the same football team. We train together. We have common interests. We both like playing football. So that's what it is that we would do um, after school. Some of my teammates, one of my teammates in particular, um, lived on my road so he would knock on my door and we'd go out and we'd play we'd do all that kind of stuff and it was all centred around that we had similar interests we liked playing with toys action figures that sort of stuff that's just normal things that mm-hmm. um, I was doing as a kid and at that age you're not really it's very simple you guys yeah. enjoy each other's company you both do the yeah. same things that you like and then the next day you're expected to do the same thing mm-hmm. again um, there isn't much substance to it but it's all that you need at those age. at yeah. that age really yeah. you just um want to be able to enjoy each other's company um, in any way and make your experiences more fun by each other being there. You know that the other person being there is what makes the experience that much more fun. Yeah. So that's kind of like what it was for me initially. Mm. Um, And then sort of we move, we skip to when I come back over here, 
Oh. I don't know. I don't know how what year you were in when you were like nine, ten years old. I think I might have been in year five, year four, year five. Yeah, year four, year five. We moved to obviously the UK, England, where we're at now. Um, those friends. It was interesting. You come from another country. You have the American accent. Kids find that cool and whatever. So immediately, <laughs> yeah. you're then seen as like. Um, this uh figure this like you're like a public seen as like a public figure within the school yeah it was a weird thing to me i didn't really think it was that big of a deal you you don't think you have an accent because you this that's why you've always spoke yeah but they think that you have an accent they think it's quite cool and that sort of thing um for me it didn't really i didn't i was just like okay um and again those friendships are kind of formed around that sport you know i remember one of the first days if it not if not the first day i think it was break time we got all we we had like how it was set up at my primary school. You come out the door, then there's this big concrete area. Mm. Then past the concrete area is this field, but the field dips down. So okay. you get, you have the straight, then the field it dips down. So you can like run down, and then there's these pitches and everything. So it was really cool. Okay. And I remember I was running down there, and um, it was quite funny. I was just we were all running together, and then I kind of I, I was just sprinting. I was just running, and then these kids go, "Oh my goodness, you're so fast! Whoa, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> and all of a sudden it was like a spectacle. And again, babe, I'm a kid. I didn't I didn't really think anything of it I just yeah. I, obviously I played football I like to run around and all that kind of stuff and then yeah. immediately is at that age as soon as anyone knows that you're quick it, it becomes this like this huge thing yeah, yeah. you know yeah. and, and um, or they perceive you to be quick yeah and all of a sudden like oh he's fast oh let's get him on the football team let's get him on this let's get him on this and then all mm. of a sudden that's how those friendships sort of sort of start eh, start to form. Yeah. Um. At those sort of ages, it's not quote unquote popularity as such. It maybe isn't as much of a spoken thing, but those yeah. sort of groups are, are already beginning to form mm-hmm. because you. I think we're st- starting to more develop an idea of like what it what we think is cool and what yeah we think isn't cool sort yeah. of thing. So that's how it goes at that age. So again, there's nothing of real massive substance. Mm-hmm. Um. I remember the first time I went to like go to a friend's house. Um, it was like a big thing because the parents have to be involved. You're not old enough to be able to plan it yourself. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. even think I had a cell phone at the time. So yeah. you, it has to be planned amongst the parents. It's a whole big thing. Mm. Like, when are we going to go? When are you going to come back? Like, it's proper organized. Uh, we're playing with our action figures. Mm. I used to love the WWE when I was a kid. Like, mm. massively yeah, SmackDown, massive. Raw. Yeah, yeah. Um, all of that. I was I was really, 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 really into it. So yeah. we all had, like, these action figures. And I remember in school, we got the, we, we have that day where you can bring, like, a DS Oh, into crazy. school do you know how fun <laughs> that was bro and everyone's going into chat rooms and talking to each other we did that in America as well that was actually super fun when you had the day where everyone would bring in their stuff some people were bringing in PSPs we were bringing in Nintendos I think I still have my Nintendo at home my sister had a pink one I had a blue one okay. it was just the best thing ever yeah. playing Super Mario Bros trying to complete the game it took me a long time bro but I'm happy to get there <laughs> yeah 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 so that's that's everything around this sort of age and before yeah. I kind of go on I don't want to go on for too too long I'll let JT speak about his bit we're going to go into it like bit by bit so we can kind of like emphasize. Yeah. more on what what the changes are and how it is now yeah. to what we've kind of developed yeah um yeah go ahead yeah. no i was gonna literally because I won't, I won't go too too deep into my story but it's very similar in terms of like sports and stuff like the yeah. most all your friends you make are through football all the friends i had between the ages of five and ten let's say were just from football yeah or like being good at football with someone at school like everyone who was sport in my school everyone who was sporty they were friends with each other and i feel like when you talk about that's how that's how certain groups were made i feel like talent was like the main factor or like being good at something if you're good at and it, it had to be a, a certain something that everyone was like cool with like football or being fast or being good at rugby or being like able to do a backflip whatever it is if yeah, you're yeah. athletic of some sort mm. that's where everyone flocks to that's what everyone likes to to 
um, to spectate. That's who everyone likes to be around because they're somewhat cool. And I feel like, although there is some shallowness to that, that's that. It was very simple. Just being a kid was was so simple. Very easy. Yeah. Very, Every day very I come back from easy. school, not complicated. People, not complicated at all. Every no. time I come back from school, I got my neighbors knocking on my door. It's Joshin. Uh, can we go and play, oh, bro? And, <laughs> and, we play, and we play football in that no ball game area. It yeah. Was just, you know oh, what time it is. Those times were just amazing. And I was like, I don't know. It's just a part of me is thinking like, why? Obviously, as an adult, it's, it's a lot harder to make friends as an adult because it's a lot. There's a lot more that that you know that goes past that. Okay, we have things in common. It's a lot more. You have to have like emotional intelligence as well as being able to relate to that person in some sort of way. Um, but my, you know, my friendship group it very. It, it was pretty much the same outside of school as well as inside of school. Outside of school, it was all my football friends, Destiny, and everyone else who used to play for our football club. As well as in school, it was pretty much the same up until I was like 11, 12, until I left the school I went to. Um, so I was very comfortable with the friends I had. I was very comfortable with the routine and how those friendships were. We'd never talk about anything besides sport, besides, I don't know, besides WWE, besides, you know. Um, Are you guys I, into WWE as well? Bro, massively, man. Yeah, massively. Man. You know what I'm saying? John Cena. John, John Cena, that's my, that's my favorite wrestler. Randy Orton was my guy. I can't bro. lie. When they, those two had beef like, on a different Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bro. serious. It was those, serious. Those two were there. Those oh, two were man. Goals, it was nuts. That was, that was oh, man. Rey Mysterio as well. Yeah, Sin Cara, the all them. Man, the Sin great Carly. Hey, Sin Cara was a oh man, <laughs> it was sick, man. It was sick. All that no, stuff. It was, no, 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 it was it's, it's true. It's so true. Same, top same tier. thing. Like you said, basically, once you, once I then got to secondary school, yeah, it was pretty much the same thing. By the time I got yeah. to year seven, I was already playing football for like the local teams and things like that. So yeah. we all kind of knew of each other, even though some of us went to different schools. Yeah, for sure. Um, and again, very surface surface level, even at that age, it's yeah. kind of more emphasized upon the the groups and the more yeah. cool things, and that's that stays all the yeah. way through. For sure. And you don't really realise that you're a part of it until you kind of get a lot older. It wasn't until I was probably in sixth form that I kind of realised, like, this is all really silly. It's really, yeah, yeah really shallow, very, really surface very level. In terms yeah. of you can talk to this person, you can't talk to that person type thing. Brother. You know what I'm saying? Oh and if you were seen goodness, talking to that person, you're going to be like, Whoa. I've felt like that yeah. so many times. I felt, because you know when, I'm not going to name names at all, I'm not going to name names, but I just know that, you know, when I was around certain people and I'd really like certain people outside of our group, I'd love to talk to them, like talking with them, just vibing with them was great. Then every time someone in that group caught me talking to that person, it was like, what are you doing talking to them? I'm like, bro, like, they're a cool guy, they're a cool, cool person, cool girl, whatever. But it was always, it was always looked, it was always frowned upon those type, those type of interactions. I was just like, yeah. And uh, I always just felt like there was too much of a hierarchy in terms of making friends. And I'm, you know, up until a certain, up until like I was probably like 18, 19, I still had to like shed all of that off, like popularity, hierarchy. This is the group leader. This is the, you know, because you see a lot of like memes on Twitter about, oh, this is the group leader. This is how the group leader There's an infrastructure. It might not be spoken about, but there is an infrastructure. Unwritten rules. There's people, you got to check in. If we're going to do this, you got to check in with this guy. You got to let this guy know. (laughs) You got to check in. You got to check in with this guy. Oh, you got to sign in. You got to, hey, we're, we're trying to go cinema. Hey, what time? What, what, what film are we seeing? We got to get, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a proper, yeah. proper structure. And Who's going to be for, coming? I'm all for people designating themselves as organized. That's fine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There's different. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Being the gatekeeper of who to talk who to, to, talk and to and who not to talk that to. All yeah, about? and I've got a story about that. I'll tell that. I'll tell that for a sure. little bit later on. It's, it's a bit of a brazy one. That was the one that when and when that happened, that was for me. I was kind of just trying to slowly bring myself out of that. I guess really. Um. But yeah, now we get to kind of like getting a bit older. Yeah. And the groups are forming and you're still within that that group. For me, through secondary school, it was always a group and it was a relatively large group of us. Yeah. We all played football. We all played for the same team as well. Right. So it was deeper yeah. because, I don't know, we had a deep, closer bond because we were seeing each other inside of school 
and outside of school, school yeah, continuously. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, we're yeah. going to parties, we're going to the same parties. If right. we're going to go play football, we're playing, obviously play with the same team and right. we go to school together. Yeah. So when you think of how much time that you actually spend Loads together. Of time, yeah, yeah, yeah. A ridiculous amount yeah, of time. Crazy. Uh, we all obviously became very close, some closer with others. We're in those groups, it's an unspoken thing, but I'm going to speak about it because it's true. Like in these group of these groups, there might be eight of you or 12 of you. Mm. You might rock with some of them, but you don't rock with all of them. Yeah. But you're not going to cause a problem and make it known that you don't rock with them. Right, but it's right. a very known thing. Right. And it will be the subtle jabs, the subtle, when everyone starts roasting each other, roasts were big in my <laughs> school and in my year. Everyone, anyone, everyone and anyone can get it. Wow. It was one of those things where like, it's personal stuff, but it was masked as a joke. Right. And I feel like the people receiving it weren't too sure whether or not it's... Were, I feel like they knew that it wasn't a joke, but they also weren't sure. Yeah, Roasts were a, a, a big thing. And when I mean everyone can get it, I mean anyone can get it. And it, oh, it, it could be very mean. like, And everyone can get it. Not just our group people, just anyone. You right. could be walking in a hallway, you see someone wearing something, and you, you just you just say something, you make a comment. And we weren't like, quote unquote, bullies. And I put myself in this because it was something I was doing as well. We were just, we would get at each other. Like yeah. Part of it was in the sense that we just wanted to be funny and make people laugh or right. just laugh and enjoy ourselves. But also we were trying to make each other better. Mm. We were all very, 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 very competitive. And this is secondary school. This is between, because I moved school from year seven. I went to one school and then I moved to another school. I joined the new school in year eight and then I was there for the entire time. Yeah. The two schools are very different in how they operated. Mm -hmm. Different schools operate very differently. Mm. And I had to realize that I started off, I was a menace, bro. A very big menace. <laughs> Anyone that knows, knows. And I'll, I'll tell the truth. I'll wear my heart on my sleeve. Like oh, I was a huge menace. Mm. Um, and I didn't realize it. I wasn't, doing it on purpose to like purposely be a menace it's just yeah. coming from the place that i was that was that was the scene things that i was doing were seen as okay but i came mm. to camp to realize that it wasn't okay yeah and the people that was doing it towards weren't too bad in terms of i feel like they had that understanding that okay he's different he's coming from a different place so i was getting the benefit of the doubt mm -hmm. um but it was wrong you know yeah. and i, and I, yeah. I can accept that when i look back at it, i'm like dang dang bro like why did i do that yeah. you know but it, it's all sort of like part of the journey for sure for sure yeah um i lost my train of thought bro what was what was i saying before that um like just hanging off oh like, yeah yeah yeah. the group the group yeah, setting yeah 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 Every, anyone can get it yeah. uh a lot of roasts like kind of like a lot of violations it was massively around being funny making people laugh mm. um kind of like not being that guy but everyone wanted to we were all into the same kind of things and we were all kind of growing up at the same time. Like we, we, we were competitive. We wanted each other to all be better. If we're playing sport, we want to win and we want to give it to, if we, if you had one of your boys on your team, you want to give it to the other team. And if there's one of your boys is on the other team, you still want to take it to him because you want to, you want to be better than them in, in that period. And it kind of made us all very competitive. So when we did come together for like school, um, different school, like competitions, whether it be track, whether it be, football rugby we, we we did really well because we were all very competitive and we all wanted to do well and everyone knew they had a job to do and it was very it was very good in that sense that part of it was just absolutely amazing like we all would just grow in that way together and that and that was pretty fun it wasn't until it got older um that i went through a change that i was able to then realize okay certain things are not okay but we'll, we'll get to that yeah no for sure um about that kind of like herd behavior thing, I feel like competitiveness for us like turned into toxicity very, very quickly. Like, cause people, I just feel like, in in, in contrast to your friendship with your guys, uh, your school, we, most of our time spent was in school. So we didn't spend much time outside of school together. Okay. And I went to a secondary school that was like way outside. Um, it was in Buckinghamshire and I, we live in Hertfordshire. So, mm. you know, it was, uh, didn't spend much time um, with those with those guys outside of school 
and not to say that obviously I, I had I had good friendships with all of those guys, but you know it got it got really toxic at times with in, in like in the group because there was a massive group of us and we we're all just like all into sports, all into um, just nonsense like oh, chatting up girls and all that kind of stuff, all that all that type of nonsense. Um, and at times it got very toxic because you had guys just talking to the same girl, or guys, ah, you man. know, trying to, <laughs> oh, no. guys trying to, you know, claim that they're the best at football. And, you know, when it came to like the the track side of things, guys trying to be like, oh, nah, I'm faster than you, I'm stronger than you, I'm better, I can throw further than you. Da, 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 da. Um, so, yeah, it, it just, I don't know, man, it was, it was, it was toxic, but I, I just, I didn't take it too seriously. I, I took it, I took it as a joke and, um, I, I definitely, further, I definitely distanced myself from t- such um, like conversations because I was, I didn't like conflict. Like, to this day, I'm still trying to avoid conflicts or like trying to work on, you know, um, you know, handling conflict, conflict the right way. So I never used to engage, engage in like any of the any of the fights because there were fights as well of us. Oh my goodness, we had so many fights in, in, in that school, bro. Like, oh wow, on the court man, it used to just like throw hands. It was like, oh man, it was crazy. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think up until I'd say around yeah, sixth form was a turning point in terms of what massively, happened, in massively. terms of like friendships and like just being like you know what nah, this whole thing of um, being in a popular group in it, bro. And when new when new people came in because in sixth form there was a massive change. A lot of people le- left and so a, new, a lot of new people came. Um, and I, I feel like this is where we can maybe potentially go into like the male male friendships and the male female friendships. For sure, sixth form was where I had a, um, where I started to. Um, engage with a lot more of the other girls in our year yeah. um, on a friendship level of course and I don't know I just had a massive like change in how I interact with people and how I how I handle things mm-hmm. um, just because the way girls handle things in terms of conflict in terms of like vulnerability in terms of opening up so much different to how guys do it because um, I'm not saying that all guys are prideful and all guys have like a hard exterior and because there are guys that are vulnerable you know we try our best to be vulnerable but there was a massive. You could tell that there was a lot of ego and pride in the guys, um, just opening up and being ha- having a deep friendship as opposed to the girls. And any time I had a conversation with with you know the girl with the the friends that I had in sick form that were girls as opposed to the guys, massive difference. I could have deep conversations with them, and I couldn't with others. Yeah. Um. So yeah. yeah. Bro, massively. I think I had. I'm. I'm. Anyone that that knows me as a person, I kind of, I like deep conversations. I like to know stuff I'm not really that I'm not a very surface level person yeah, I like yeah. to know more yeah. and with those friendship groups they were relatively surface level but I know that this isn't the case with everyone individually like I said in these groups not we were all friends but not everyone rocked with each yeah, other yeah, 100% so yeah, there was yeah. probably some people that were able to open up and talk more with others compared to others and it was a known thing you would know and you yeah, can yeah. tell for sure. yeah, because yeah. the conversations you're having with them are more surface level but when they have those conversations with others they're a bit of a more deeper yeah. discussion yeah, so yeah, this yeah. doesn't mean that every male friendship group is the same yeah, but like, with yeah, me exactly. I had certain people that I rocked with 100%, more than others as level. such for sure. um, yeah. but it wasn't really a thing like oh I'm really thinking about it it's just a, a it was just a known thing yeah. like you might have more in common and more that you rock with someone in one as- aspect compared to another person right. but you're still part of the same group so yeah. if something goes down you're still going to back them yeah. you're still going to eat lunch with them you're still going to yeah. go to the same motives as them for sure they're still going to invite you if they have a party do you know for what sure. i'm saying yeah, for sure. it wasn't until we got towards sixth form that things started to change not everyone in the group was getting invites anymore because mm. they're kind of thinking the time has passed for this like i, I now definitely don't rock with you <laughs> you yeah. know what i'm saying so yeah. that that's one more those sort of things but for the most part it kind of stayed the same yeah. um with girls and all that kind of stuff, you had those situations where people liked the same girl. It got to the point where if someone was chatting to someone, no one wanted to say anything yeah. because certain person, people would try and 
make advances on that girl or then try and potentially sabotage the situation, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. um, which was always, which always caused kind of issues and problems. You had some people that would go to the same girl or this or this or this, like all kinds of stuff, which I feel like happens in most yeah. secondary schools. And, and that part was always a bit like, ah, oh, goodness me, you know? So I always tried to keep very low key um, with all my kind of stuff at that time. Yeah. Um, of course, at this time, I was obviously very worldly. I was very much in the world. Like I knew I was a Christian and I would claim myself as a Christian. I feel like people knew that I would claim myself as a Christian, but I wasn't behaving mm-hmm. in a manner um, that is conducive to what a believer should be. Yeah. Um, and I kind of, it wasn't until I got, like I said, when I got older towards sixth form, I started to realize it a lot more. Mm-hmm. The, the Lord opened to my eyes of this whole toxic group sort of thing. Yeah. And um, it wasn't great. I drew closer to certain people and drew further away from other people. So I was less and less a part of the group right. a little bit more. When the groups mixed in terms of the girls, we were, we, we had, <laughs> it's so funny how it works. Like is you have the main group as a guy and then you have the main group as a girl that right. you guys will talk to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. Um, and that was the case for a very long time, year eight all the way all the way. And then all of a sudden one year, and I'm part of the reason as to why this happened. I was kind of, put, I was advocating for this. <laughs> <laughs> we then started to dis- to speak with another group right. who were like, um, like, how do I explain it? They were different to the other group of girls. Right. But they were like the same amount of girls, but just a completely different group. And they were different in terms of their, their manners and their behaviors. Okay. The, okay. the, the first group were more known as like um, the like popular ones, but yeah, it's not, yeah. I, I'm using these terms guys, but we didn't outwardly speak about these things and no, use the words popular never, at the never, time. Never, it just never. was what it was. I'm just yeah. now trying to categorize it for, for you sure. guys. So that was the case. We get involved with these new girls and for me it caused me a lot of problems mm. and i and i ended up there were some people that were saying it's not a good idea this is this this these groups shouldn't mix you shouldn't do too much mixing i was like nah nah it'll be calm mixing this is like some sort of bro it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy true? it's nuts <laughs> and um it was mixing. good for a little while we, we got invited to more parties because we would get invited to the parties of the girls that we were friends with the, yeah. the other group and then we're going to get invited to the ones from this new group yeah um so we got twice as many parties we we're going to parties all the time and yeah. different people were trying to do whatever they're trying to do you know i mean and, and, and that kind of stuff and and that was like partly one of my reasons for wanting to do that i'm just being honest about the situation um and um yeah big mistake for me like the problems that it caused um just as a whole across the groups and then it ended up by the time we got to the sixth form no one liked each other anymore and it was such right. a shame right. um everything kind of came crashing down i think everyone kind of was able to realize yo i don't really i don't really like you i don't like what you do or mm. people hadn't forgiven or people hadn't apologized for what they had done prior and at that time if something went down really badly in year 11 or at the end of year 11 it's going to carry on into sixth form and you might not talk for the whole of sixth form you got certain people that didn't speak for the whole two years because of something that happened in year 11 or even further before Um, there was a lot of unforgiveness and i'm part i'm partly in that box i might have been the cause of that or i might have been one of those that was doing that so many things happened and so many things um changed mm. and it wasn't really until um even after leaving sixth form that i was able to really really grow my faith and kind of come away from those groups and then a lot of those people i don't speak to anymore and to this right. day i don't speak to them anymore i don't right. dis i won't say dislike i don't have any sort of hate or malice towards them I, I often reminisce sometimes i'll just be in my kitchen or just walking around the house and i'll think yo remember when we did that yeah uh, yeah, yeah for head, sure i can just recall the exact situation as to for what sure. it was and it yeah. was just like you laugh so much where it's like you feel like you want to cry because it's yeah, like, bro, yeah. this was this was so normal at the time yeah. and so fun at the time. Yeah. But I wouldn't necessarily engage in that behavior now. For but sure. I can look back at it 
And if I can try and steer some of these young people away, some of the things that we did, mm. I would definitely do so, which is where we can now dove into like that whole, the toxic aspect of it and yeah. why it was so damaging. Yeah. Um, unless that was something that you had to say on what I was Yeah, I was just going to ask like, what, what, what do you think has caused people to like, not have deep relationships and think because at the time I thought a strong friendship meant a friendship that in, that involved very little not I wouldn't say seriousness but just like vulnerability like the less you can the more you can just laugh and joke and like do silly things the more strong your friendship is that's how I used to value, like see friendship like the more you like not even spend time with that person. It didn't even matter about spending time with that person. Just the more kind of surface level things you guys can do and just, you know, parties you go to, you know, people that you roast or people that you like, you know, gossip about that. That's a strong friendship. Why do you think people like escape that like deep, deep vulnerable friendship um, for like just surface level friendship? Because I see it everywhere. Even today, like grown people are, just entertaining surface level friendship not even it's not it's not even just a, a um a young like teenage thing like people continue that kind of behavior into their into their adulthood yeah weirdly um sadly not weirdly but sadly you know yeah bro nothing was serious nothing was ever serious i, I was one of those people we were just we were, we were in a place where we were just talking rubbish and talking nonsense like you could barely even have a proper conversation get a few words out because we were just talking nonsense and rubbish because it was funny but it got to the point where we could not really actually have those conversations yeah. um however the place of which we could i we used to do a lot of sleepovers a lot yes, uh, yes, i used to have people yes, stay yes, around yes. my house all the time yeah like a weekly thing like a lot of people um, and they were fun. They were really cool. And it was kind of in those times we were able to talk. And believe me, a lot of the time it was just gossip, talking rubbish, looking at, talking about, chatting about girls or in preparation for a motive or post motive. And we eat pizza and we laugh and we talk. But out of that, that um, those sleepovers was able to have the something that changed me and that has changed the course of my life. And you never know how God can work with these things. Um, I was able to have a conversation were with um, two friends at the time. They both stayed over as three of us and we started talking about God. Mm. And we never really had these this kind of conversation. I can't think back during my whole time in school where we were able to actually have a conversation about God. Yeah. And I'll often ask people, do you guys ever talk about God? And it's like, no, it just doesn't come up. It really is not, uh, uh, it, it just, no, you don't really get anywhere near to that. It wasn't even t until sixth form that yeah. you would more have more, I'd say, educated and quote unquote adult conversations. But that night, was able to talk to some friends about Christ, about God, and it went on for a very long time, like hours. Um, and that night, my friend at the time was able to come to the knowledge of truth that Jesus Christ is Lord and accepted him as his personal Lord and Savior. He wanted to know more. And then from that point, he began coming to church. He ended up getting baptized and everything. And that, that changed a lot because in that moment, it was the Holy Spirit just took over for me because at the time I was living very worldly. Um, from for for what he knows now, looking back at it and thinking, how was he at the time? Was he a, actually a good representative for Christ at the time? I wouldn't have said so. No, I would say no. Yeah. He would probably maybe think no, he wasn't. But it wasn't him. It wasn't the the way I was that was bringing him to Christ or what I did. Mm -hmm. It was the Holy Spirit because mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit just took over, 
he was firing questions at me. Um, and he had a lot of questions because everyone, I feel like everyone does or a lot of people do, but they just suppress those questions or they just yeah. don't try and find out. Or they assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was firing questions at me and I just had the answers and the responses. The Holy Spirit was just responding to me and I didn't know anywhere near as much as I do now yeah. to be able to have that kind of conversation, but we did and he came to Christ. It went on for hours and hours and hours as it does because it's a big conversation. It's probably one of the biggest conversations you can truly, truly have if you're mm. talking about deep conversations. Mm. Um, and he came to Christ and, and that was such a blessing into this day. It's it's something that we'll never, ever, ever, ever forget mm. um, because out of something where we would normally just be gossiping and talking rubbish because it started with us talking about conspiracy theories and all that kind of stuff mm. and then it kind of progressed onto the topic of God because um, it, it, it can go that way. It can either go that way or it can go the other way and it, mm. and it got to that topic of God. Um, and that was awesome. So out of everything, yeah. and out of all my experiences through school, that's one of the things I can massively say I'm pleased about. Of course, like me being able to continue on with track and English schools, all that kind of stuff, the, the friendships that I had. And they used to come to my comps friends and they were, they were, they were like, they were really interested in it. Um, they'd even stay in hotels and come up to Birmingham. And at the time, this was a big thing. I don't not the first time around, not everyone could drive and they would really come. So yeah, having that support was really, really cool. Um, I hope that kind of answered your question. Yeah, but no, as to sure. why the surface, surface levelness, it's just because it's not real. Because yeah. those, those friendships aren't really real. You're just yeah. being friends because you like the same stuff and do yeah. the same stuff. It's yeah. not based off of like um, character. Yeah. Like, what do I think of your character? Do our characters align? Do our view, values align? Values, yeah. Values um, what am I massive. trying to get out of this friendship? And not, to, it's not transactional, but kind of like, how yeah. are we making each other better? Yes. We made each other better in a sporting aspect in terms mm. of like pushing each other and um, encouraging each other. But outside of that, there wasn't much personal growth that was going on. Yeah. And we didn't really understand the kind of damage that we were causing on the people around us and the things that we said. Yeah. Like I remember back then I had a foul mouth. Where I would swear, I would say mean stuff. I was yeah. somewhat rude to teachers and to the people around me. Yeah. Um, I was disrespectful, um, all of these things. And we just did it because we thought it was funny because everything revolved around just making each other laugh. But like yeah. looking back at it now, it's not funny. Yeah, I've been in situations now where I've seen kids and how they treat other kids and it makes me feel really sad. Because I'm like, man, this is exactly similarly to what we did what and the damage that you can cause to these people yeah. is massive. Yeah. It was just all based off, off, off like being, how good were we at football? How many schools mm. did you do? How fast were you? How many points did you score? How, mm. um, how many girls did you get with at the motive or who are you trying <laughs> to link or who are you chatting to? And there's all mm. kinds of stuff that just doesn't matter. It's all pointless. It's all silly. It's all of no mm. actual benefit. Mm. And um, we never would have even known if one of our brothers was going through it because we never had those conversations. It wasn't of any value whatsoever. And it wasn't until I got older that I was able to have these deep conversations. And with those friends that I was closer with, we did have those conversations. And it took a long time to even break down those barriers to get to the point where you can have those conversations because we don't have these conversations now. A lot of people right now are in friendship groups with people that they don't even like. They're not actually friends, but they're just sticking around because they don't want to be on their own. I know the feeling. I got to that point by sixth form, I kind of realized like, I'm trying to, I want to draw closer to God, but I'm still not there yet. And the things that we're doing and that we're talking about and that we're involved in, I'm not aligning with my values mm. and I didn't know what to do because I didn't want to be alone. Mm. I remember one time in particular, I just kind of got fed up. I was like, I, I think I remember just walking away from the group and I kind of just stayed on my own for like break or lunch. And then I gave in and then I came back the next day because I know the feeling of like, you don't want to be on your own. It's, mm. It sucks. Mm. Um, but it's kind of just realizing if you're trying to draw closer to the Lord and, and he's going to bring forth the right friends for you. Mm. A lot has changed since then. And I went through a period where it was just me and God. I wasn't really, I do. I couldn't say that I had like core friends yeah. since leaving school. 
Um, obviously, that's changed now. Thank praise God, a lot changed. I lost friends, I've gained friends. Like a lot changed, so much. Uh, I had to be healed of the hurt involved in losing those friends and losing those friendships and how it affected me. Um, and I had to come to terms with the fact that it isn't always the other person's fault. How can I have been better? How can I have been a better friend? How could I have supported them better? How could I have made time? Because if someone wants to make time for you, they're going to make time for you. It doesn't matter what it is. If they care for you, if they love you, they're going to make time for you. Yeah. And they're going to make you a priority. And I'm not saying they need to make you the number one priority. God has to be the number one priority always. Mm -hmm. But if you have friends, we need to be able to confess our sins to each other. Just as the verse of the day today. James, yeah. To pray James. for one another mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, to, to, to intercede. And, and that's what a true friendship, the Bible says a lot about love and loving others and caring for, for one another. Yeah. It says about there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother, all these kind yes. of things and yeah. having those um, true and strong friendships that are not revolved around just moving to girls or shagging things or, um, <laughs> bro. bro, I don't know, I'm trying to think what I'm just doing drugs or it's getting drunk things, or yeah. uh, whatever it may be or just going to the football, going to the pub. Like there's so much more to what a true friendship is. You know what I'm saying? And, and when I look around and I look at a lot of these friendships, that's all it seems like. It's just surface level. And there's a lot of men and young men that are hurting, that are struggling. I'm hearing of 13, 14, 12-year-olds that are like depressed, that are anxious, that are upset and that are in pain. And I'm thinking at that age, we didn't even really know what those things were. I certainly didn't. And these friendships, because they're not really real. It's it's When it's revolved around those sort of, sort of things, there's no substance to those things, you know? I found a massive amount of comfortability in not addressing the issues that were in my life. For sure. When I was a friend, when I was a, when I was a kid, up until like pretty old teenager, I have just comfortability of just laughing about nonsense, talking about nonsense. Um, I was just, it was just so comfortable. It was just calm. Like I didn't. What's values? What's all this character stuff? Like oh, yeah. this is foreign language to me. I don't need to worry about that. I'm fine. I'm having fun. I'm cool. And it's only when you reach older ages and you realize you have so many deep rooted issues and so many deep rooted habits that are stopping you from you don't even you're not even aware of um that are stopping you from having that joy you you constantly seek other people and these and this is where a lot of people find themselves in ruts of depression is because it's not just the drugs it's not just the pornography it's not just the alcohol but it's also the external validation of friends and your friendship group that can also be like a run to in terms of like not having that inner joy you run to people in order to find find a sense of inner joy you run to 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 those friendship groups where you can be like oh yeah i'm valued again those friendship groups in which you're doing things in order to validate yourself and it's like as you said it's like transactional like if you do this then your friends will rate you yeah and that's when you feel like that sense of oh yeah, yeah i'm good now and then when it's like when you do something that's not in line with that friendship group and they're like now nah, we're kicking you out that can lead into the the worst depressive I've I've been there and it's just like when you do something and then the friends are like ah nah 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 you're not cool or we don't rate you and then you're kind of excommunicated or just you know um you're 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 kicked out of the friendship group for a, for a certain type for a certain amount of time where you don't speak to anyone and as you as you said it's like it's you and your thoughts and your feelings and your internalized feelings you're not even able able to have a sense of you're not even able to hear the the still small voice in your head telling you it's okay like it's calm you know you have God or you have Jesus there with you. Like you have other people that love you and appreciate you. Why are you out here running to these people? Do you even know them by their character? Do you even know, can you even name um, something you can relate to on, on a deeper spiritual level? Cause we are spiritual beings. We're not just oh, sure. yeah, people that, Oh yeah, I like doing football. Like, no, you're, you're so much, you're so much more layered than that. We have so yeah. much more, more layers to us than just our jobs, our interests, our hobbies, our talents. Like, we have so many more layers to us. And at the deep core, it's Christ. At the deep core, it's God sure. who made, us and so when i was running to these people to tell me oh yeah yeah now nah, you're good you're good you're good and when i wasn't getting that validation i was just like man 
Like, where do I go now? And I kept getting myself in that vicious cycle. And it wasn't necessarily my school friends. It was just people in general. Like, I was trying to fit into this group or that group. And it was like, oh, man, where do I go from here? And when you say, it's you, when you say like, you know, there's a point in time where it literally just has to be you and God. So you're able to, so you're able to have those deep-rooted issues Ooh. completely uprooted. Mate. Because the behavior is not the issue. It's the, it's the deep-rooted lie yeah. that is telling you. And when, yeah. when, in Corinthians where it says, casting down imaginations and everything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. It's the deep-rooted issues and lies that are telling you that Fact. this is so who you are and what you are. And it's, it's the behavior that is now like that is facilitating that kind of lie. It's not, you know, the behavior is obviously an issue, but it's that deeper lie. What's the lie that is being told? What is the thing that's constantly being cycled in your mind? For sure. It's the physical manifestation of what's going on in the spiritual, the inside, inside Mm. your head, inside your mind. And then it's being shown in the physical, in our behavior. When you look at anyone and what they do, that is a physical manifestation of what is going on on the inside. And it may seem healthy on the outside, but inside there's there's damage, there's hurt, there's pain, there's... um, potentially abuse or whatever it is that's been and it's not spoken about about. with men it's different with girls they talk bro they talk they talk talk. i have a sister let's talk about it talk let's talk about it they talk about a lot they a lot of them never really tend to get to that point some do but a lot of them tend to they discuss they talk they talk about their feelings they talk about what's upset they're talking about their relationship they talk about everything guys they won't talk about it they'll be going through in their relationship they won't say a word they may seem a little bit more moody but you ask them about it they're like yeah bro it's all good bro let's play football do you know what i mean like it's it's never it's never going to get to that point. Always have that escape. There's Always. so many escape for guys. Massive. There's football, it's, it's the football, the women. on a weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. It's PlayStation. Yeah. It's the pub. It's the alcohol, the drugs. It's the the women. It's the club. Um, I think, did I say pornography already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 well. yeah, yeah sometimes well. back to the pornography again. Yeah. Um, whatever it is, there's 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 many many things that um people kind of say. Oh, they'll immerse themselves more so in their work or in their craft or in their social media, whatever it is to kind of drown it. I had to spend that time where it was just me and God. It was a very difficult time where I was, there was no one, I was not talking to no one. I didn't hear from nobody, nothing. Last year, I was one of the hardest years of my life, which we spoke about in a past episode. And in that time, I didn't really hear from anybody. Everyone that had previously been more like, I didn't hear from anyone. I went through that basically on my own. Were you feeling guilty in that time? Were you feeling like, oh man, like I should reach out to people? Were you very very aware of the fact that, you know what, this is necessary for me to grow and it's okay if people don't reach out to me because at the end of this period of time, I'm going to come out better so that when I reach out to people, it's not the previous me, it's it's the stronger, more God-filled me that's, you know, you know yeah a bit of that i think that there was some denial in like yeah. i think i was just blaming everything else and everyone else I was like no nah, i'm not gonna message them like what what, what? yeah, I, yeah, like yeah. That, that's kind yeah. of how i felt a yeah, little for bit sure. i think i was just so upset with everything that was going on athletics when if for me for such a long time i feel like athletics was not not a crutch but it was something like it, it was i enjoyed it and i liked doing it and a lot of my time was based off upon it yeah and I think I felt that even if I had no friends, if that was going well, I, f- I think I was always going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So I think God allowing for me to have a, a season where it didn't go right made right. me to then realize that without that, I had I was like, there was nothing to me anymore. Right. You know, there was nothing, like I needed to strengthen my relationship with God so that it, track wasn't a thing that was giving me my sustenance. Right. The Bible right. says we, we cannot live by bread, bread alone. alone. We need spiritual nourishment as well as f- physical nourishment. I mean, yeah relationships are good friendships are good if they are done in the right way in the manner of which god shows us and because i had this hurt this pain this damage that things i need to be healed of and this healing it takes time bro Mm -hmm. it really took a long time for me to really be healed i had to pray i was like lord please heal my heart of any past pains traumas difficulties pains Mm -hmm. whatever it is 
um, I had to take it to God because there might be some stuff that you're going through you don't even realize you're going through. You could be going through it each day and you have no idea. Autopilot. Yeah, yeah l- uh, like understanding like chronic depression where you've been like that for such a period of time or to the point where it's just like a normality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't even know yeah. you're numb to it. Yeah. All of this stuff that people kind of go through. I see, I, I walk, when I go and get a haircut, bro, I walk through through the town center and I see the amount of people that are struggling and going through it. When you yourself have been healed and restored through Christ Jesus, you can then see the hurt. the hurt that other people are going through because it's like yeah I was I was there I was hurt too I was I was going through it uh, life is not easy it's very tough but we don't talk about it we never speak about it people how can one of your friends be really going through it and the, the only thing that's on your mind is now moving to their girl because they broke up do you know what I'm saying all these sort of things that happen and that are going on and then they'll still remain friends and I'm like that's not your friend do you know what a true friend really is they want you to be the best that you can be. They want to draw you closer to God rather than pulling you away from God. They're not going to enable your sin and your bad behaviors and encourage you to keep doing those things, to keep smoking, to keep drinking, even though you know that this that is just a crutch or a something that they do to suppress the pain and hurt that they're going through. Mm. Why are we encouraging bad behaviors? Mm. Why are we encouraging to, instead of sitting down and having a conversation with your boy about what they're going through, let's go to the club or let's go to the pub or let's go to this football game and just numb it and keep suppressing it and mm. keep pushing it down. Mm. It's not healthy. It's not good. If you have a bin and you keep sh- putting more and more and more rubbish in it, you just keep pressing it down and pushing it down. Eventually, it's going to explode. In one, at one point, it's all going to come flying and now you've got mess everywhere because everyone is going to be affected by that mess. Mm. They, might, they might snap at their family. They might snap at you. They might do something that they shouldn't do or that they feel they're going to regret because that's what the mm. enemy does. When, you, when you're at that point, where you can only take so much as human beings. Yeah. The enemy is just going to keep throwing those intrusive, negative thoughts at you, and it's the enemy. It's the it's 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 the enemy. It's the devil, no, and you don't know what to t- where to go and where to turn to or what to do. You're not getting mm. that support from your friends. You're not mm. getting those prayers. You're not getting any of that. Mm. And it's like, what do I do? Where do I turn to? So you turn to the very things that are going to numb the pain, where you're not mm. going to feel anything. Yeah. The drugs, the alcohol, the pornography, the yeah. the women, the w- whatever it is. Mm. And it's mm. just this vicious cycle that just keeps going round and round and round and round, mm. and it breaks my heart. Mm. I care so much about it mm. because I, I, I know that that's what the enemy does. He preys on the, the, the minds of these young people. He preys on their minds because he wants them to feel like they're inadequate. He wants them to feel like there's no God. The and reason that he why he gets them exist. when they're young yeah, because yeah, it's like those seeds will be planted so... Because when you're a kid, you soak up so much of whatever's thrown your way. So it's like yeah. when you're young and you're consuming all these lies, you're consuming all these things, that's when he attacks you from young, so that when you're older, you're like, oh, no, you're just coasting through life, you're just, you're numb to it, as you said, you, you, you just become numb to it, unless it's addressed, unless you have that that one interaction, or that, you know, that one conversation with that person, that is deep, and that does get to the issue, man, I just, ugh, bro, for sure, know, man. for sure, I mean, bro, me, me and you, we had, we had a moment like that. And I don't know what it is within, within us with like us as guys, where we don't, and I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not encouraging kind of like um, every little thing we come brittle because we have to have, um, we have to be a bit more robust in terms of like life is hard. Mm. Life is tough. And the Bible talks a lot about trials and tribulations. We do have to endure, but it doesn't mean that we just hold it all in. We take it to the Lord, to the Lord that we speak. I remember when you, you were, um, I'm not going to go into the exacts as to what it was when you reached out to me about that thing that you were struggling with. Mm. And um, that was a big shift in our friendship because I think it went to another level after that. Mm. Because I'm not saying it was surface level before, but we were never we were never at that level. Mm. Mm. But once you, we were able to have that conversation and you, you you were able to open up about them, we were able to talk about it and I was able mm. to tell you I too have had those struggles. Mm. I understand. Mm. We, uh, the relationship then moves up to another level. 
Yeah. Because in friendship, there is levels to it. Yeah. People may not know, but there is. Mm. Those surface level ones is just based off of like doing these physical things to be feel, to feel physically better. Yeah. And you're doing them together because you don't want to do them on your own. Mm. So when you're then able to move up to the level of like actual real communication, mm. spiritual growth, spiritual understanding, you're praying for each other, you're really having Bible study together, mm. you're going to Christ-centered things, you're having fellowship with one another, you're talking about things that are meaningful, about your hopes and dreams, and mm. you yourself are trying to do whatever you can to help them. Yeah. That's when the friendship begins to grow. You for begin sure. to understand more about them and, and what makes them tick, what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, what do they want to do? What's their real dream? They're doing this job, but what do they really want to do? Mm. And how can you help them where they can start trying to do that? And even at a smaller level where mm. they can be more at peace with themselves. Mm. Why do anything that you don't enjoy? Mm. And if your friends aren't encouraging you to do the things that, are gonna, that you enjoy, mm. given that they're not sinful, then what is the point in those friendships? Yeah. And this isn't us here just like trying to bash friendships as a whole, but we need to get rid of toxic friendships, toxic relationships, mm. friendships that aren't healthy. How can your mm. boy be lusting after your girl that you've been with for years and you break up and then as soon as you break up, they now move to them. And you're like, that's your friend? And you'll remain friends with them. Like, all this kind of stuff is crazy. And I'm thinking, how, how does this run? This has been going on for a long time with many people and many friendship groups and it's not good. Mm. It's not healthy. You hear people always talking about mental health this, mental health that. Mm. People don't talk because it's like, so it's like the blind leading the blind. Yeah. It's the yeah. sick that need a doctor. And we all need a doctor. And yeah. that doctor is Christ. Yeah. People can deny it and say whatever they want to say. Oh, I don't believe in God. Where was God when this happened? Where was God when that? And where was God? Where, you know, all the kind of stuff that, that you kind of hear them say. Mm. But when you, come in, when you come into the presence of God, you're really able to receive that peace that surpasses understanding where you can be there in your thoughts. You can be going through it and you don't feel the need to pick up the bottle mm. or to pick up that cigarette or to go to that website mm -hmm. to go to that club or to that place or, or wherever you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. amen amen man it's man, deeper it's a lot bro it's deeper it's deeper man it's, it's so much deeper it really is so much deeper. <clears throat> it really is so and for deeper. me i haven't got it all figured out every day I, I'm, I'm praying asking the lord help me to be a better friend help me to better help the people around me mm. let me be aware of what i'm doing what i'm saying and the impact that the things that i say are having on other people and what i am doing Man. Let me not be like the world and the ways of this world. It's not cool to be mean to, be, to people. It's not it's cool not, to be man. rude. It's not cool to be disrespectful. If you want to be a man, it's cool. you want to be a man of God, a true biblical man of God, mm. not just what's being promoted. You want to be true and, and, and real mm. and cultivate real friendships, deal with issues properly, have discussions, mm. abstain from the behaviors that are going to pull you further and further away from Christ. Don't conform to what you see online, bro. Nah. Don't nah, conform nah. to what you see online. Don't conform to what you see. Don't be an individual as well, man. Every, we've got too many clones here. Too many people doing the same, same thing in the exact yeah. same way. Like, be different. If you enjoy photography, then do photography. Who cares if your friend, if they sing, oh, bro, photography's dead. Like, what are you talking about? Nah. Do whatever it is that you enjoy. If you want to sing, sing. If you want to sing, whatever dance. it is that you want to do, like, that you enjoy yeah. giving, it's not sinful, go for it, man. Yeah. Um, like, these, these gifts and these talents have been, you've been blessed with by don't God. So use them. them. Don't yeah, waste yeah. them. Whatever it is that you enjoy, go forth and do it. You don't have to just do whatever everyone else is doing. Like we have the capability to do so much more. And the Lord has the capability as well to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think of in his name. So let's go forth, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. No, no, I don't uh, have anything to Yeah. Unless you had anything else. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's me. Yeah.
Is it stopped? Yeah. Oh, okay. Delved into a lot and hopefully it's been a blessing to you guys. Yeah. Please always send us through your thoughts, prayer requests, whatever it may be. Um, we'll delve into more of this in different ways in future topics, but that's our experiences and we're continuing to learn and grow through it all. And it's only by God's grace that we're here and all of our experiences um, are something that we can look back on and, and we can always reference when we think about how, just how much the Holy Spirit has really changed us from the inside out. Mm. Because it's that inside where that change truly takes place. And then the physical manifestation of it is what others will see. Yeah, amen. And that's why the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, mm. faithfulness, self-control. Mm. That's the fruit of what a Holy Spirit-filled believer will show. Mm. And that's what we're always striving to to represent amen. Christ for, for his glory. So, amen. yeah. Amen. Thank you guys for listening, man. Thank you guys. Yes, sir. And we will catch you in the next one. Yes, sir. Take care. God bless. We'll catch you soon. God bless you all.